This podcast is sponsored by Vicon, the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products and services for the life science, entertainment, and engineering industries. Shogun, Vicon's visual effects software, developed specifically for the needs of the VFX community, captures performances effortlessly, in real time, and delivers robust, accurate, reliable data. The latest release of Shogun now includes full range of motion, high-fidelity finger capture, along with other massive quality-of-life improvements, so you can capture reality faster. Find out more at www.vicon.com. Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. The fact that I get to bridge this weird world between performer and, but like, fangirl first, let's be real, is so dope. I kind of created my position. Like, nobody said, oh, you know, here, go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. If there's something that, that you're curious about or if you have any questions, like, go out and find the answers for yourself. What I think I love the best about it is just its family environment. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying. Hi, my name is Victoria Atkin, and you're listening to the Performance Capture Podcast sponsored by Vicon. Today, I am extremely excited to announce another fellow actress who is extremely established in this world and television and film, and she's just blowing up and is really very exciting to have her. And she's just joined the SAG after a National Performance Capture Committee. Can you introduce yourself, your name, and where you grew up, please? I'm Janina Gavon Carr, and I grew up in Joliet, Illinois. And uh, you spent most of your childhood there? or Yes, yeah. Really lucky, though. My parents, like, dragged us around the world, so we got a global perspective really young. I'm the child of immigrants, so they, they were pretty adamant about us understanding that there's more to this world than just America. America, yeah. Well, I only discovered it in 25 years old. <laughs> um, so, um, but uh, where did you go? What did, did you go to school in different places as well? No, um, we, you know, we had this, like, duality of the completely, you know, normal Midwestern public system, public school system, and then every time there was, like, any hiatus from school, we were just kind of whisked off to a lot of Europe, a lot of, you know. I'm also a quarter Dutch, so I have, like, a weird Euro upbringing. It's very strange. I know I'm brown, but, like, my mom is half Dutch, so this weird kind of Euro. Side. And we're going to get back to Dutch because we both worked with Gorilla Games, who are a great Dutch company. <laughs> anyway, before yes. we get there, sure. please can you uh, tell us your professional title, we ask people. Ooh, like what do I get paid for? Yeah, what would you say your job is? Like, what do you... So, uh, most people know me as an actor, but I'm also a writer-director, and I grew up as a very serious musician. Oh, great. Do you sing, or is it... I play piano, percussion, and I sing. Wow, I like that. What age did you start playing piano? Four. Wow. I was almost a percussion performance major in college, so it was a really big part of my life. And you studied music at school? Did you gear your studies towards that or was yeah. it acting? Or? No, I actually acting came very late and I think it's completely strange that I ended up in front of the camera in any way. I don't know how I... I, I know how I got here, but it's... If I would have told my, you know, like my 13-year-old self, like, this is going to be your life, I would have, you know... What did your 13-year-old like, self want to do? I wanted to be a blue man. Oh, I know a blue man. A good do friend you? of mine is Ethan Gollub. He, he is a blue man. Oh, fab. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's great. Yeah, I'm um, not tall enough. They really? are sticklers about that height. Because I, I truly was like, I could still do it now. It'd be fun. They're sticklers. You have to be 5'10". It really? dashed my dreams when I was like in And that's still college. the case. Still the case. 
we ask everybody on this show, what would you say is performance capture for you from your experience? It's the capture of performance. So it's the technological capture of performance, right? So um, we do exactly what we would do if we were on camera and or on stage, and they capture all of it. And uh, how did you discover performance capture? You've got some great titles under your belt now that you've done that we are going to get to, and I, this lady's done Star Wars. Let's just, that's just, we all know that. But um, how did you discover it? How did you get into it? And what was your first gig? I know you did Far Cry 4 as well. Yeah, that yeah. was my first, my first performance capture okay. gig. So um, I am a late bloomer gamer. I'm a late bloomer in a lot of ways, actually. Guys, that's a different <laughs> podcast. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> I started playing video games in 2007 and was like, how do I, can I, how do I get in? Does anyone want me to be in a game? Like, I really was like, (laughs) please, 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 someone, someone, someone. And um, and then I auditioned for Far Cry and uh, was cast. Did that audition, because I I talked to a lot of actors about how these auditions come. So I was like, well, how do you get an audition performance capture? Was that through a voiceover agent or an on-camera agent? So, okay, let me take it back a little bit. So I started gaming in 2007, and I started using Twitter in 2006. So I was tweeting a lot, and Ubisoft saw that I was, like, an authentic gamer and that I really liked Assassin's Creed. So they asked me to be part of the marketing campaign for Assassin's Creed 3 um, before Black Flag. So I think that was 3. And, dude... They basically were like, we want you to come to Montreal. We're going to give you a tour, and all we need is to be able to follow you around with a camera. It was the dopest thing. I I was. I mean, it was like a dream, you know? It was like a fangirl dream. I love how, Z- I love how Ubisoft do oh. that. They are really great with, I guess at that point, you were a fan, yeah, right? I, yeah, and that's the thing. I still am. Like, I was a part of a marketing thing this week for Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that I get to bridge this weird world between performer and, but, like, fangirl first, let's be real. <laughs> and the, the fact that they, like, call me and ask me to be a part of something like that is so dope. And because I'm not really beholden to the games industry, I say no to a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, like... It's just, I can't believe that I, this is my life now. It's really, really cool. So, okay, the first thing that anybody asked me to do was this this thing. I go to Ubisoft, I meet the team, and I'm interested in the developers. I'm interested in the process. They took me to this basement. I signed my life away, you know, NDA-wise. And they took me to this basement, and they showed me all the concept art for Black Flag. Oh, wow. Before— Do you know Matt Ryan? He's, he's think, the lead in Black Flag? No, I don't. Okay. So that's the thing. It's like I'm not obsessed with the talent, the yeah, actors. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. it, I got it, I got it. I'm interested in the Spielbergs. Yeah. You know, that's who and that's who my friends have eventually become. Like I've I've I'm friends with game devs. That's yep. who I wanna know because they're the ones I can't wrap my head around what they do. You know? So um okay. So I did that and then I think that it was very serendipitous that um I am partly South Asian, and Far Cry took place in a, you know, in a Himalayan-esque kind of place. And um, so I, you know, kind of applied to that that, that kind of offering, and um, I just, like, fought for it with every fiber of my being. I wanted, I wanted it so badly. And, uh, yeah, and then, um, oh, God, and Troy and I actually had a really funny moment. I think it was the first time. I hadn't even met him yet. 
I was obviously like a, uh, you know, a fan, and he is, he's really one of the greats, but um, I knew he was working on it. But he was getting on a plane as I was getting off a plane, maybe the same plane, to Vancouver, and I was like, we were texting each other, and I was like, okay, I'm getting off the plane now. I'm at, We're at the same gate. And I don't know if I can explain this well, but basically I forgot that I had to go through customs. So there was this double pane of glass between <laughs> us, but we could see each other through this glass. So I sort of just like put my entire body on the glass next to him and I was like, this is as close as we're going to get. <laughs> this is in... a great first meeting. Yes. It's almost like a prison just, experience. It was like I frogged myself <laughs> on the glass and was like, try. This is as close as we're going to get. Oh, and um, and then he got on a plane and I got off a plane. Have you met him in person since then? Oh, yeah, experience? yeah, yeah. We've, he asked me to... <laughs> or is that just what you do No, now, now we just want, we always need glass. a double pane of glass yeah. between us. Um, just, you know, to protect us from Yeah, from, from combustion. gaming out. Yeah, yeah. That's... Um, he, yeah, he's, he's great. He's wonderful. Yeah, We've um, had him on this podcast in this season, and he's just the best. Yeah, he's one of the greats. He really is, and um, and I think he'll continue to be. You know, he has a he has a wide, diverse career ahead of him. Um, he, you know, like my my creative partner and I, we write and direct together, and we're we're constantly. I mean, he he doesn't know this, but thinking of Troy. Oh, always, always, yeah. always. We have uh, two things actually. We don't know what's going to go first, but we have like. He's, That's great. But I, the thing is, you don't you don't want to you write for the people you want to work with, yeah. and then you know you don't call them until it's a real thing. Yeah. That's, what I That's try. LA. You like, have to. You have I'm to. I'm just constantly just checking people's avail. Like, hi, what are you doing in spring? Yeah. Are you booked yet? Great, because then I can great. fight for them for the project. You know. That's cool, and I love that you're creating projects as well as as well as performing them. That's that's yeah. really really exciting. Um, so. What I've seen as a thread through this podcast, um, talking to different people, is that people are stumbling across it, but always through an enthusiastic point of view. So they're coming from it doing something they love, like gaming or acting or um, animation or just... And they have this huge curiosity, and then it seems to bloom. Mm. um, And they're not quite sure... All of us not quite sure how it's going to... And then with the performance capture stage is there. Yeah, well, there's sort of like, I feel like two things going on here in this side of the world. It's like, um, because we are a community, we're protective of each other. And um, we're not elitist, exclusionary gatekeepers, but we are, we do sort of hold ourselves to a standard. So if you want to be a part of this community, you better bring it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Um, I feel like that. Yeah. You know, uh, there's so many people that are like, how did you, you know, I really want to. And I'm like, why? 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 Yeah, you know the dots can tell if you're lying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? I mean, you can't hide those yeah. dots. So, what's your favorite thing about motion capture? Well, it's two things. So, one, um, the the creators in the games industry are just forced to be technically proficient in so many various areas, as well as an artist. That they the the workload for creators in the games industry is just um, high. It's just um, heavier, and uh, so it's a certain kind of brain that might be perceived as smarter by people like me. Um, there's that, and um, of course, just trying to put myself in any scenario with b- brains like that um, that I can. So there's that, and um, as a performer, it is. Um, I'm sure everybody has said this on almost every single episode you've done, but it's incredibly freeing. So uh, I'm a theater-trained actor, and I have built a career, thankfully, um, on camera. But they are two different techniques, and you, I combine them when I'm doing performance capture because especially in Star Wars, you know, um, 
and working with this director, Tom Keegan, who I'm obsessed with and you should really bring in as well. He's the best director I've ever worked with in any medium. Wow. Period. End of story. I will follow that man into the depths. He requires you to show all the way up as an artist. And you're like, if this man has the guts to take me aside and talk about a moment in his life that causes so much hurt Mm -hmm. to be able to conjure something in this moment when this character's just walking from here to there. Just just like I got to we got to fly to this planet. But you but and, and that's what it could be. But he turns it into something that is so grounded and um, uses a substitution method and, you know, really is like is rooted in technique. He, he's the, he's that he's that I'm not going to swear. He's that guy. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's that. So in um, Star Wars, working on Star Wars with him, he often would say, especially on the, our first week, do less, do less. And I was like, are you sure? Is this going to pick up? And he's like, trust me. So there's a lot of um, close-ups that I, uh, after that first week, I was like, okay, now I see how they're going to shoot this. I see how they're going to edit these cinematics. I can do, um, I can come in big and I can be physically as big as I would be on stage, but I know that I can make this moment, this other moment, incredibly intimate and I can just feel I can do exactly what I would do on camera and know that these um, that the dots will pick up a lie and will capture yeah. you know per- capture the performance mm-hmm. you know yeah so we began talking about Star Wars and you and I have also worked on a title called The Frozen Wild <laughs> yes. by Horizon Zero Dawn yes. which is very very exciting didn't know because as when we work on games, unless you're actually on the stage or in the room, you don't realize until you look at somebody else's IMDb and go, oh, oh we did the same game. We've technically worked together. Yeah. yeah. So um, you did that. Um, and uh, you also did Star-, Star Wars, of course. I had 100%ed Horizon Zero Dawn before I played, before I went and did the DLC. Isn't that game it's the gorgeous. most... Also, Ashley Birch. Ashley like, Birch. Um, we I'm... need her on this show, too. Yeah, sure. Although, when um, Horizon Zero Dawn, the first game was just voice. Yeah. Um, and some facial capture, perhaps. I'm not sure. I think it just was voice. I know there was no, definitely I'm sure. no... No, I'm sure. I have a... Fe- because when we did Frozen Wild, she was there. And, and For the DLC, yes. But the main game, I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. They... Just, oh, that animation team is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, but um, Ashley, you've got to bring it. I love oh, her. Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. She's, she's, um, she's, she's, yeah, a we, special we love that. Girl. Also a creator. She's totally just, she's, yeah, she's always work. writing stuff and, and making things happen in this town. So, um, can you tell us a specific experience? You said about Tom Keegan, who I just really hope one day that I get to work with this guy too, because I've, I've only heard amazing things. But can you tell us an experience that specifically you enjoyed on the motion capture stage, maybe a particular scene that you're talking about or even just some funny thing that's happened being in the Lycra or whatever whatever you want to tell us. We just always ask like a, about a specific experience. Well, I I mean, I have so many things I could I say. Um, specifically on Battlefront 2, which is the Star Wars, the Star Wars title. I'm not... It's funny, you know, this word method is is overused and it's been bastardized. It's mostly been bastardized by, like, hyper-machismo dudes that act out and then call it part of the process, which is, you know, like, no woman can actually do that. Like, oh, really? So just the dudes are method? Cool, cool, cool. But um, <laughs> the the truth is that that method is based on a technique that you learn and um, 
I'm pretty rooted in in all that that good juicy stuff. Just choosing some physicality or some like um, some some things that you can root yourself in that you can um, immediately drop into physically, especially in performance capture, right? So, um, for me in Battlefront, I took my GAC, like my packs and everything, and I asked them to basically snatch it so it was so tight to my ribs that it felt almost corseted. I was trying to just use all of the the GAC um, as to mimic what my armor would be, um, and it really worked for me because it caused a posture um, that I could really drop into really fast because, you know, with these schedules, and I don't know if everybody knows this um, at home who's listening or in your car or driving on the freeway or in an elevator trying not to talk to the people around you. For At least for that game, we would do a week on, three weeks off, and then in those three weeks I'd be in the studio doing voiceover. But, um, you know, you do a week on, and then they take all of that data, they make sure that it all is tracking and that, that it's all worked, and then you'll come back the first month of the next... Uh, first week of the next month and maybe reshoot something or et cetera. So that was kind of the grind for that project. And um, But I was also working on other projects, as we all do, you know. It's not like a TV show where you show up every day. You're in, you're doing 16 hours a day, you know, like, and you are just, you just live in these people for an extended period of time. So that was really, that was really helpful. And they kind of thought it was you know, are you sure? Yes. Pull it harder. You know? <laughs> yeah. And and there's, you know, obviously we've discussed on this podcast before that there are no props costume set for performance capture, but you can do things like that. I, I wore um, heel boots that they put markers on for Evie Fry mm. um, in Assassin's Creed because I wanted to make sure the walk, as we know as women, when you walk with heels, it's completely, completely different. different. Your and, spine changes. You and know? in the Victorian age, there's no way that she would wear flat. Well, the irony is, weren't some of the boys wearing heels back then too? <laughs> yeah, that's... how historically accurate is this Ubisoft? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there is a there is a really great um, uh, cross dressing character in in the game. Actually, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, really, really great. Yeah. Ned. Oh my goodness, I should know this. I made the game. <laughs> anyway. And it was done by Ferrelith Young, who's a fantastic actress. I loved jumping from train to train as you. Yes, you did. Uh, you, did you complete Syndicate? Um, I don't think I did actually, which is oh. which is rare for me. We should play it together. We should. I would love that. We should do that. I've never played it. I really? Don't, I don't have a console, so you can show. Who me. are you? I know. I've well, I made it, so I know what happens. No, it's different, girl. I know. Do you play? Are you a gamer? Got Not it. now. I have a tiny little son. I well, this is a perfect well. time to be doing it. You need to be sitting with said son. Put some headphones on your head, and then son can lay on your chest, and you can play games. That sounds good. Cozy up. Yeah. Well, I just did a game that this is completely off topic. I did Crash Bandicoot. Oh, fun. and I loved that game growing up. I did play games growing oh, up. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I feel like I need to play that again. That would mm. that would be fun. Anyway, back to performance capture. Yes, yes, yes. What advice would you give to other people listening that want to get into a similar field of performance capture? So, say there's a young actress out there, or older actress, or whoever that wants to do what you're you're doing. What would you say? How do they? I mean, do they need an agent? Do they do they need specific performance capture skills? Do they need to be a gamer? What What would you say is the number one piece of advice? Train, train, train. You truly are your instrument in performance capture. Um, they're not hiring you because you're cute. So, yeah, it's a meritocracy more than anything else in Hollywood. 
You know, they'll change the way you look. So it's all about your performance. And that means you better mean it. Better mean it. Yeah, you can't, uh, you Get in can't class. lie on that. <laughs> Get in class. Stay in class. Great. You know, these people who think like... the. And I say this to actors, period. You know, people who like want to act. I'm like, if you were a pianist, you would practice, right? Yeah. It's so about the same. What, I say that as an athlete as well. I was an athlete before I was an actor. And you don't... You don't stop. You don't... No. You train. You train. And it's... um, Everything's a muscle. And and it's an art form just like anything else. So... so And this is kind of goes back to that thing I was saying before. It's like, we are not exclusionary, but we are gatekeepers. You know, like... You well, better, the quality is just getting better and better, better and better. Yeah. I mean, they are getting trained actors for this. There was a yeah. period of time back in the day with performance capture where stunts would do it and people would have a different... Uh, voice to the different body to the mm-hmm. different facial care and they would try and match it all together now they have the ability to have a solid performance from a great actor yeah um and to bring it to life so yeah i mean the level of work is just getting better and better so you know just be about it i love that and how can we find you on social media if we want to see all these exciting things that you're doing? You're in the morning show now with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. It's true, you it's are. True. We want to play Star Wars Battlefront. Um, when will this come out? This is coming out in January 2020. Ooh, okay. So um, I have a movie coming out oh, in great. March. Okay. With Ben Affleck. Um, Gavin O'Connor directed it, and it's called The Way Back. Right. So okay. We'll look out for that. We'll. we'll um, just be ready emotionally. Okay. <laughs> so we really went to some places. Um, but, yeah, so there's that. And then um, on on the medias, it's you know, if you just search my first name, you'll probably find me, J-A-N-I-N-A, across all all things. Okay, great. Yeah. We'll look for that blue tick and we'll... Uh, <laughs> And we'll put you in the, we have the Performance Capture Podcast Instagram, so we'll oh, tag you in things. and Fabulous. And I'm really... But if, but if people out there are, are interested, um, you can totally send me, you know, questions on social media. I will answer all of them. That's really kind of you. That's really great that you make time for that as well. Um, we are so grateful to have had you on this podcast today. I am hugely just inspired by your work as a human being and as an actress and a fellow it's really kind of kick-ass you to say. woman yeah thanks she's girl. today she's i didn't wearing, make life though i mean you just made you made a life happen that was i'm gonna say one of my best moments yeah. uh you're as a, you're, as a did warrior you have that moment when you were like i'm a superhero i'm about to i didn't take any drugs oh girl and so yeah i, I felt like a superhero anyway Whew. that's another thing what is all this swag now you get free vicon swag just for showing up today oh, you're so sweet some really cool vicon sunglasses <gasps> thank you so we have their magazine 2019 edition you can read up because we know me. how much you love developers pushing boundaries celebrating 35 years in emotion capture industry look at her in her british accent i love it um simon call you whenever i need to do it (laughs) please do (laughs) uh and i will call you for my american (laughs) um and here's a vicon notepad for you thank you and uh troy baker suggests we use that as a dream journal but you can use it for anything you need troy you're not the boss of me (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming on and uh it's really nice to finally meet you i know this is good we have to hang out a lot no let's do it okay thank you This recording was done by Formosa Interactive, a full-service post-production sound company. 
Among its many divisions, Formosa Group as a whole offers independent and AAA content creators end-to-end -end services, including voiceover, sound supervision, sound design, editorial, mixing and music for gaming, film, broadcast and other platforms. Visit www.formosagroup.com for more information. Thank you to Soundbox LA for editing this episode.